and welcome to the 50th ever episode of the Play Upside Footy Podcast. It's season two, but it doesn't matter because overall we're 50 in. It's been such a great week. North Melbourne beat Melbourne. That's the main story. That's all anyone cares about. But as always, I'm joined by the loser, Scott Fotheringham. What are we doing to celebrate? 50? Uh, we're having a beer. We're having a great pod. We do that we're every just... pod. Are we doing anything special? Oh. We thought about doing a top ten. You, you could have asked me. <laughs> you could ask me before that we started should recording, be, Scott. We're having a big party. Oh well, Friday night, everybody. No, I'm not going to make that promise. <laughs> I, I have to say, I'm very pleased we were able to have pushed off the pot. We were in, we were originally going to do it on a Sunday. I'm very happy that I've had some time to relax because yeah, I think look, I'm it was now very in, very advantageous for you. That I'm in I some was busy. sort of a, a mental state that I'm capable of talking about football again. So so that's good. Yeah, I really just wanted to see you crying in a blubbery mess, but I've missed my opportunity for that, so now we're going to have to look at this analytically and me just being a smug bastard all over again. But we'll get to that, we'll get to that. Let's uh, let's start this way, the, the normal way. Take us away, Scott. Into everyone's favourite segment, uh, Gold Jacket, Green Jacket. The title derives from a line in Happy Gilmore, Gold Jacket, Green Jacket, who gives a shit. And we give our 3-2-1 votes for the most meaningless game of the round. In case you weren't aware of that yet, Banjo. Notice how Did you didn't say anything? It was a peace offering because I knew how shit a weekend you had. Your face said a thousand <laughs> words. But anyway, we're going to go through this quickly because we have some cracking footy to get to. We do, we do. Apart and we have no opinions now. on these games. Yeah, and these games were very, very clear. Gold jacket, green jacket. So one vote we're giving uh, Richmond defeated Gold Coast by 33 points. Good on Richmond. Um, yeah, Gary Ablett, late withdrawal, made it a bit, made it a definite win going it into it. It did. Good win without Press here and Rewalt. Press is not that important for them, but Rewalt is. Um, you, you've decided that they locked in top four spot. Is that, is that your takeaway? Pretty much. They're very close. Can't, no, I can't picture Richmond being a top four team. I just can't imagine it. But no one else really deserves it because Port keep losing to any side that's any good. Well, they, like, they lost to you two weeks ago, then you <laughs> lost to us. Like they can't be that good. We were pretty good that game. We were pretty good that game. But uh, they won this week, so they're they're obviously still a chance. Yeah, to but you it. know how we think about St Gilda. Yeah, look, if Richmond lose a game, oh, Port have Adelaide this week, so that might. True, run out of a, that's a very, very, yeah. very big game. It's huge. And I'll Adelaide don't really that. need the win as much as Port, so there should be that advantage. But we'll get to that when we do our tips. Let's move on. That's Moving enough on. on that game. Yep, good analysis for that. Uh, two votes we're giving uh, Geelong defeated Carlton by 65 points. A, a pretty obvious one. I think no one would talk about anything about this game apart from Dangerfield. Yeah, no, Apple. there is a story out of this. The... It's yeah, Dangerfield lost his brown line. Does anyone know that a game of footy happened outside of that? <laughs> no, which is really weird because Tom Hawkins had one of like as good a game as you'll ever see a key yeah. forward have. He had 26, 27 touches and six goals, which is very, very important for them because he hasn't been in that good. A no, and he hasn't been moving around it enough to get the ball twenty seven times. The fact mm-hmm. that he did it is huge for them, but. It doesn't matter because it was against Carlton and there's a bigger story. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, well, we're going to hold off on the big story, aren't we? Too? Yeah, no, we've got about 17 questions on it. So, <laughs> exactly. Um, we'll no we'll stick to it then. Now. Okay, well, let's just keep moving on. Uh, three votes, very, very obvious one here. Set up for Gold Jacket, Green Jacket, you'd have to say. Three votes, uh, West Coast defeated Brisbane by 68 points. So to those teams we say... Gold Jacket, Green Jacket, who gives a shit? I think I have to be my own producer from now. That's the first time I've ever done the sound effects myself. That was better than anybody ever has done it before. It's almost like we had a soundboard. I think think I've got a new role, unfortunately. Yeah, you just keep expanding I liked demanding people to do things for me. Um, (laughs) You've been removed from a leadership position into grunt work all over (laughs) again. Uh, This game was, yeah, it was served up on a platter for Go Jacket, Green Jacket. West Coast, flat track bullies against the worst team in the comp at home. You, this you could see this a mile out. Gold jacket, gonna, green jacket of the year. It was you could have seen like. this being gold jacket, green jacket three <laughs> years ago. Yeah, like it was just so predictable. Uh, big Bris- game from Kennedy, six goals. Yeah, he's still in the Coleman race, and he's missed five games. That's he phenomenal. Every, he's every chance of winning it because when he has a good day, he, he, he can kick six to eight goals, which I don't think a lot of key forwards no. can. Like, Ben Brown's max has been six this year. Buddy exactly. hasn't had big bags this year. Yeah, Buddy can, but it's been it's But been it's a been while. a while since yeah. he's done it, and that's not the way Sydney play through him at the moment. Mm-hmm. And Danaher can when he kicks straight, but that hasn't really happened all that often. Mm-hmm. Like he kicks straight, it'd be good. He blew a chance to kick eight this week with some shocking kicking. He's been better since he 
lost the game to you guys off his own boot. But <laughs> that was <laughs> horrific. But yeah, he's still not he's still not elite by any means. But anyway, let's wrap up Gold Jacket. Gold Jacket, Green Jacket. Get what, to the real game. What we just did then that is was record time. <laughs> just get through it as quickly as possible. And we've done a good job. Love it when we give the listeners a window into our planning. Anyway, Hawthorne defeated Sydney by six points. Second time Hawthorne's defeated Sydney by under kick. It is very That's incredible. It is interesting, isn't it? Um, I, how gutted are you about this, Mister? They, you said they were the worst team of all time. Can, can so we just... I said second worst <laughs> clarification. <laughs> but can I just remind our listeners what I said in response to that? I said they can't be that bad a side by the end of the year. They won't play finals. They're not great, but we'll say you know they're, they're not a bad side. Is that exactly what we're saying? Yeah, about pat on right the now? back, Scott. Pat on the back. You were prophetic Spot on this, on. Uh, but. No, they're still not good. <laughs> this was a this was a bloody. It's a win. fantastic win for them, but there's still no development coming, and there's just losses happening. Yeah, I'm talking about this year. I mean, I, I agree with you on the point that they've got more to go backwards than to go forwards mm. in the future. But on this year, they're playing some really good footy at the moment. They're one of the most informed teams in the comp. Yeah, kind of sucks how good Alistair Clarkson is at his job. He's damn good. Isn't he's he? by far the best coach I in think, the league. Yeah, he hasn't won coach of the year yet. He'll probably win it this year. <laughs> The year after they stopped being good. Who else is going to win it? You can't say Don Pye, because every time Adelaide loses because of his coaching. <laughs> yeah, you Brendan feel like they'll give it to someone in the eight. Who, yeah. though? There's no real candidates. Yeah, I know what you're saying. The interesting thing, I think John Longmire would be the best fundamentals coach in, in the comp. I think The way he develops players. You, you know exactly what his players are going to mm. do. They'll take... Teaches the contest really well, sets up really good defensive structures, gives enough space to Buddy without making him too central. He just does everything that you need to do fundamentally. But when a team has an idea of how to beat them and a team gets on top, he's not a very creative coach and he doesn't really have anywhere to go. So when when Clarkson's on top of him, he can start start to look a a little bit average. Yeah, I see what you mean. There's no... I hate this term, but there's no plan B, really. I, I like, 100% agree. You know exactly no what you're going to get gears, from There's no throwing. None of their midfielders, you can't throw them forward like Richmond do with Dusty, Jong do with Danger. There's none of that flexibility that other sides Parker have. Parker does go forward. Yeah, well, he hasn't this year. Not as much. And no. he just hasn't been good this year. He hasn't been that Like, much, yeah. there isn't much that they throw in to sort of put a spanner in the works of the other mm-hmm. team's game plan. It's win the ball of the contest, flick it out, and try and get some penetrating kicks from the runners they've and, got. And the thing is, they're so good at what they do that they, they're going to be hard to beat. They so rarely need a plan B that it almost is to the detriment yeah. of their plan B because they don't practice it. They don't need it. It's just... It's a bit of a almost catch-22. <laughs> like, if you need a plan B that much, your plan A is not that good. Yeah, I, I, I think you'd have to say Clarkson has got on top of him as a coach. And well, at the moment, he's looking like he doesn't have those 2012? I'm, I'm not sure, but Hawthorne definitely. I've, I've been hearing too. scuttlebutt about their record since twenty. The grand final in 2012 was mm-hmm. just fantastic, but yeah, they're, they're still Sydney is still a much better side. They're a very good side, and it's only been Clarkson who's been able to do it in three months. Yeah, exactly. So right. like we I'm, talk, I'm we talk about that plan A yeah, being yeah. not backed up by anything, but no one else has been able to beat but plan A. It's just yeah, it's just very good fundamentals, but not that creative. Um. The thing which Hawthorne did really well and was really impressive, the way that they they controlled the momentum of the game. I thought early on it was some of the more direct footy you'll see from Hawthorne. They were able to just uh, pick holes in that's Sydney's one zones. thing that's changed about Hawthorne. They are moving the ball at, at times, direct. but then after half time, Sydney came out mm. playing some really good footy, started to get on top, and then Hawthorne started controlling mm. the ball again, started slowing it down, sort of took the life out of the game. Had a plan B. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> and then the last, the way that they ran the clock down the last few minutes was very mature. It was, it was a really good reminiscent win. of last year, <laughs> where they just pull out all these bullshit wins that they didn't deserve. Uh, they deserve this win. They were the better team. Yeah, no, but the last five minutes of them controlling the game in the yeah, end. They're good, they're good in the finish. About. But um, it was, it was really mature, really impressive. Um, I think you got to give them some credit, the Hawks. I give them credit. I give most of it to Clarkson. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. The, my main like gripe with them has been, I think their list management last year was terrible. In terms of oh, yeah. my, my thinking or regard. I, I agree with you on that. The players, the cattle's not there, but what Clarkson's doing with them is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, Can I just quickly say, I definitely don't like Langford. I think he's an, that kiss he's was a, weird. I didn't like it. I, I really, I, I, that would really, really annoy me if someone did that to I, me. McVeigh should have 
knocked him out and then not gotten off over it. <laughs> not really, but like... <laughs> he's, on the, he's on the attractive man, Langford. And there's something... <laughs> it is a punchable face. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Um, it, it, it actually grind, it like annoyed me just watching it. Like, it's just a bizarre invasion of personal space. Mm. And it's not... It's not like the masculine trying to... It's just low... Like the I, way I the the way he's attempting to throw McVeigh off, there's no. It's not imposing himself on it. It's trying to sort of. It is trying to get under his skin, but it's not by it's anything. A, it's a sneaky way of doing it. Yeah, yeah, it's just. Which I I think the Hodge on Buddy one from the grand final that was cuter because like the game was over by then and the fact that and they, they also know, know each, each other, other. and it, there, there was a bit of that laughing like mates sort of thing about it yeah but this was just part it's, of it, just, it is it was how, an ugly look. it's part of it's how McVeigh reacted and I still think it, like, this is oh, really long bow but it's almost like that idea of consent Buddy was okay with it and that's what a little bit. makes it okay whereas Langford the circumstances were different it didn't make sense to do it yeah. it just it's not theatre it's, it's just ugly. weird I don't, like I don't yeah. see the point but anyway let's move on no let's not <laughs> let's move on what happened on the weekend Scott I'll let you uh, host this bit I want to hear your thoughts <sighs> yes North defeated Melbourne by four points uh, I've had enough time to, to calm down and it's really okay. really disappointing yeah you should mate it was your fault we were going to do it on Sunday night it would have been a very different fight <sighs> if we did it then Oh, so uh, disappointing. It's pretty simple what happened here. For three quarters, we didn't play our best footy. I didn't think we were terrible. I thought we were all right. You looked like you had the game yeah, where you wanted it. At three-quarter time, we had set up the game to win. Well, you were sure five points down? Yeah, three we kicked time. the first goal the last as well. It looked like yeah. we were going to run away with a four or five goal win. Um, we should have with the breeze. It was it was pretty simple. You guys just got numbers to the footy, out-hunted us, out-worked us, wanted it more, started winning the contested ball. and or Even if you have the wind... It doesn't matter if you don't have momentum, and you had all yeah. of the momentum, and you. Would... It doesn't matter if you can't get the, your hands on the ball to use the wind. Exactly. Um, both teams were. It was one of the more educated games in the wind I've seen. Both teams were really yeah, good well, at slowing the game. North down have when... obviously had a lot of games at Tassie, but you guys clearly did learn yeah. from the last game we played there earlier last year. Yeah, like that. Seven goal turn we had to start that game was not happening again because you set up a lot yeah. smarter. The tactics were different. Just, Both yeah, numbers rooms around the had ball, evolved around stoppages. It. Just keep yeah, just trying to run the clock and down. Don't take too many. Silly kind risks. of nullified it. The wind, I think, was a three or four goal wind, and no team really took advantage of a quarter to the extent that the yeah, it was a little in the first it. half, a little bit, but. Yeah, you guys did have a three or four goal lead, and then we had, a, I think, a ten point lead at half time. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, they, uh, it did annoy... There, there were patches, particularly in the third quarter, where it did annoy me a little bit that... Although I liked the fact that we were playing that defensive style, mm. we knew what we were trying to do. There were a few times where it looked like we should be trying to score. and There, there were they, times you did, like, when... So, playing against the wind, it's about knowing when to go. And mm. that's just general footy now, I guess. But there was times where you're like, right, we're going... But it'd be a simple skill error, like a fumble in a really inopportune time. I've said this to you before, Neil Bullen did it a lot. And he's he's been he's very been good. good. Yeah. So like it's not a yeah. it's not a delist him or anything called. But yeah, absolutely not. It, he was one team. that really, oh, really looked to stop you guys. Yeah, I agree with you. I just felt it's one of those I, I like the fact keep the keep the game contested, keep numbers around the ball, keep it defensive. But once you do get the ball on the outside and you look like you're going forward, if you can kick a goal into the wind, that's worth gold. Yeah, no, and there were a few times which I just felt like we, we got on the outside and then we just went, oh, let's just kick it sideways, hold yeah. on to it a bit, and then a turnover. I think come. that was the biggest tactical difference because North, when they were out, really tried to... And we ran the ball a lot. That was the way we should decide to move it, which is just sort of 101 into the wind. Yeah, coaching. a lot of yeah, goals um, into the... But we got a few quick... Goals against the runner play. Like to start the second quarter, we got a goal within twenty seconds because we were willing to really, really take the ball forward quickly. Yeah, and yeah, it's a couple was. early in the second, which really hurt us. And we we just didn't seem to be taking that same same no. advantage there. But again, the game was set up to win a three quarter time, and we blew it. Yeah, you should have won. The only downside of this game is that Ben Brown only kicked four goals. He shouldn't have handballed to Higgins in the last quarter. He should have gone back and kicked it himself. And when Jordan Lewis uh, 
when Luke McDonald kicked that goal from like 70 metres out, it should have been 50 to Ben Brown before that because Jordan Lewis hit the ball out of his hands. It's leading the Coleman if that happens. It's the only downside of the game. I bloody hate Ben Brown. He's <laughs> killed us both games. Oh, Hagger was his one-handed mark on the goal line. You have, you have won too many tools for us. The, 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 especially early on, the amount of times we had two of your tools covered. And then it would be Waite or Brown caught one out with Jetta. And, like, Jetta's mm. great against Halls, bringing the ball to ground. For a small you, defender, though. Yeah, for like, a small defender. And, and as well, when you have that... Brown has that extra metre by the fact that his hands are out so far yeah. in front of him. that He just crossed the point. He, like, Jetta just wasn't tall enough yeah, to, Brown, to do anything. Neither Brown or Waite are really key forwards that engage in a physical contest, which is how Jetta nullifies yeah. key forwards. They use their reach and they use sort of... Body positioning, which is slightly different, so they're yeah, protected. It's not about strength, it's about sort of being in the right area and using the length that they've got over that. And that's how that's how we exposed Jetta most times. It wasn't a like just throw him off in a wrestle and take an easy mark. Yeah, Wade's got the got the early leap where he sticks his legs out yeah. and holds down front, and then Brown's just got the he just has Brown's his, just he got just his, his arms straight in the air. Yeah, exactly. Sean Atley was running into an open goal, took a chip fifteen minutes sideways. Ben Brown just stood up, arms up, and it was mine. He's like, "Yeah, kill me." You can't do that. Oh, I, I can't believe. Brown. Jed is still alive, though. I thought Magic Dora had killed him. Yeah, I was worried. That was <laughs> a second there. That was he's tough, mate. He's tough. Dude, well, like, I love him. Whatever the opposite of a glass jaw, a steel jaw, he's got it. Because mm. how did he just bounce up? He wasn't concussed. He wasn't. He ran off the field for a little bit. He should have had a broken jaw. He should have. Like, he ran yeah. full pelt into Magic yeah, Dora's. Yeah, yeah. Magic's got so many muscles in that. was a shock absorber. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> the biggest issue for you guys going forward, outside of the fact that uh, you'll never be North again, given we've got Dustin Martin and Kelly It'll never coming. never happen again. I've, I've given um, up on North Melbourne. I said yeah, that last, last week. Last week you yeah. did that as a bit, I, but it's true now. I know. <laughs> it happened. Uh, it's Hogan's injury. Yeah, it's it's that's not as dire as Could you played the entire year yeah. without and him. We've or... now created a forward line where he's kind of he's he's one, he's an important dimension of it, but he is one dimension of yeah. it. Like he roams a lot up the ground these days. A lot of the time, McDonald's caught. He, he's the one furthest back, mm. and then Garlett's obviously very important. Where Hogan's an important part of that, but he's not he's not the forward line anymore, which last year he was. Yeah. So it's not it's not as desperate. And, and I mean, we're at the point we're going to get Jones and Vince back. Yeah, Hogan's true. pretty much our only out now, so I'm not as devastated about that as I could be. Or as you were earlier in the year. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Tom McDonald, Jared Healy said that asked the question if Tom McDonald was the best key back ever to start playing key forward. What a dumb like ever. <laughs> yeah. <that was laughs> what a dumb question. <laughs> he's playing alright. He's playing very he's very surpri- well. He keeps surprising me. He's I- one of those key forwards that makes the most of their opportunities. Brown's in the same category it's not volume of opportunities that makes him great it's the fact that he capitalizes every time yep. he's got a great set of hands and he's got a very good set shot kick he somehow missed... even though he's one of the worst kicks you'll ever see but that's decision making Scott yeah. <laughs> yeah no he shanks a few oh, so Frost had one of the greatest Frost moments I'll ever see yeah, he ran f- like 50 metres taking three oh, running bounces right. in front of Ben Brown Ben Brown was looked like he was about to explode uh, he was so red, and then he just shanked it straight. To not Did you think anything else was going to happen? I was kind of excited because he threw the entire zone out of your guys, and I knew he wasn't going to hit a target. Yeah. So I thought we might capitalize on the way yeah. back. Frost and Oscar McDonald—they're they're dumb and dumber. There's no oh. question about that. They're my favorite. But anyway, can we, can we talk about other stuff? The rest <laughs> of the footy is good. It is good. Uh, GWS defeated Freer by uh, twelve scoring shots, so it was twelve points. Yeah, you look at it that way, and it's it's, it's less embarrassing. Yeah, but um, this was not a good win for GWS. No, it's not convincing at all. I, I have to say, the the ceiling goal from your mate Kelly was a. Uh, it was, it was pretty sick. How good's he going to look just, in a north jumper? Shut up. But he just, like, he hit the ball Him so and Dusty. Tom Brown reported the du- north's the front runners for Dusty last night. That's like a real person, Scott. That's not just me saying it out of my ass. People say a lot of things when they sort of That's true, that's true. That, that doesn't mean anything. I don't know. Let me dream, Scott. Let me dream. Mm-hmm. I bet you when we get those two, you'll, that'll be when you beat us. Yeah, when we get when we get really good, there'll come a point when you're top of the ladder and we're on the bottom, and we'll pull off some stupid <laughs> against you. But although we've had we've had games like that before, we've been like top eight and like entrenched yeah. in, and you've been terrible, and we've still 
beating yeah. you. I know. I'm well aware. Do you know the second longest we, winning streak uh, we ever on? had was against Melbourne as well? Why are we still From 76 to 84, this? we won 16 in a row. Mate, we've moved on from North Melbourne. We're talking about GWS. I'm sorry, I just know a lot of exciting facts about how much better North Melbourne is than Melbourne, and I just want to bring them up. I don't want to forget them. Anyway. Yeah, before, like, your dad was born. Um, Are you being Mr. Backflip on GWS? That's the question. I'm pretty close. Don't do it. Mate, we're just sticking with it no matter what. They're going to win it. They're... The injuries are starting to take, I think, both like a mental toll on them. Like they, they are cracking. Heath Shaw, what he's doing is ridiculous. He's, no, but he's always been ridiculous. Yes, yeah, but he's also not working hard enough anymore. There's been vision pointed out by the doyen David King. Um, that <laughs> he's just like not positioning himself. He's being lazy, sticking to the half back flank when he should be pushing deep to affect contests. He's just being lazy and not running. That kind of stuff is like a real issue. Yeah. Um, and then also the way they play. They do need a bit of fluency. We were talking about this before. The dogs got everyone back late. So but because so the, 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 my, the way I think about it is because they play on energy and just being more manic, more desperate than everybody, that was that was their game plan. It, there wasn't really any structure moving forward. There never has been. It didn't really matter that if they were a bit rusty. They just had to... Yeah. So, this, so, this, so just, this is the discussion on... If GWS get all of their players back for finals, you're yeah, saying they I, won't I'm, click I'm in the saying way I don't the think they'll click in the same way. I, they, there's just, it's so there's so much talent there, but talent is the stuff that rust. They've never been a desperate team. They've never had the Collingwood of 2010 just be phenomenal tacklers mm-hmm. or anything like that. They've never really had the just the desperation to that other teams have required to be good. They're so much more talented than everybody that they've been able to just skate by because they are more talented than everybody. I don't... I'm getting worried that this won't be enough this year because of the rust. Yeah, I, I think generally you'll say... The, I think the general rule is when you do get a lot of players back at once, there is the rust factor. Yeah. And it does make a difference. Yeah, the one precedent which goes against that is the dogs of last year. Mm. Um, but as you say, there are reasons... to the rule type I, I, I think you probably could say that. I... When you talk about the doggies last year, there are exceptions. Exceptions yeah, every to pretty much rule. every rule has been in AFL. Yeah, so look, there are definite issues there. They'll mm. get uh, well, Cameron out again for next week's massive. Um, Delivio back. What does that mean? I mean, there's a possibility he could be really good or really. Uh, yeah, well, again, we had a discussion before the pod. Um, he's done it so many times. He's really used to coming back from injury. Like this isn't a new experience for him. He's one player I could see. Straight away, clicking and hmm. at, at Richmond, being always, his best. You always got to the point where he was out for a while, and you think to yourself, "Oh, was he really that good?" And then he'll come back in, and Richmond will just play three. And times he felt like an idiot for thinking yeah, that. Like, wow, he actually is that important. So who and knows what the that problem they have had recently has been moving the ball forward against Richmond. It was incredibly obvious that they just didn't know where they were going, and. That was what cost them. <laughs> that the is game. amazing. That GWS is the last team you'd expect that. No, it, it was Richmond of the year before. Yeah. Like that's how badly they played. Like that they'll be better with the Lydia. I don't know how much it'll do though, yeah. especially with Cameron out because I didn't think Cameron was as important structurally for them as Patton. I think I'm wrong. He's pretty important. I think the flexibility he offers them, the multiple ways he can score. Patton is like a better crash and bash forward. And I, the way I thought about football, I think it generally I valued that from a key forward yeah. over sort of the Buddy Franklin be able to create out of... Yeah, yeah. Uh, create off, off the ground, which Cameron is very good at as well. They seem to rely on that kind of goal more than mm-hmm. I realised. I also think... Uh, Mummy, I think, is out for another week as well. So that's, Yeah, and that's a killer. Although Dawson Simpson was apparently ones. pretty good. Yeah, but still. There's something about what Mummy does for them. And against Gorn... Wait, Gorn was back, which is a positive. He had he's, been had, he's, had a, he's had a good couple of weeks. Yeah. So, one positive for you, Scott. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> are we going to say anything about Freya? Nah. Uh, they, they're a gold jacket team, so we'll, I think yeah. we'll just move yeah. on. Moving <laughs> on. We'll get to the, the, oh, the stuff. game of the round. No, probably not, actually. I think I thought the draw was better. But this was a great game. It was good. <laughs> a great finish. The game was terrible because yeah. it was in the rain and there was well, absolutely no skill. Yeah. Are you going to say what it was? Yeah, Port defeated St Kilda by two points. They shouldn't have defeated St Kilda by two points. That was worse than any loss either Richmond, North, or any other team that's lost by a kick this season has had. 
This is the worst loss of the year. Probably the worst loss of the century. Okay. Probably the worst loss in AFL history. <laughs> Can I just say, due to the fact that la- that last passage of play was probably the sexiest thing I've ever seen on a football field, I'm going to try not to bog down in the negatives about what St Kilda did there. And I'm just going to get excited about Paddy Ryder tapping it over his head. Look, that was the chest of the sexiest player in the comp who kicks it from 50 I love seven Gray. seconds left. Like, I love it doesn't get better, It doesn't get better than that. That is like the best moment you'll see. In when football. I was watching that, I was um, just watching on the couch, uh, sort of had headphones in watching on Fox on my laptop. Everyone else was doing other things. I went, oh, fuck. And everyone like snapped their head and went, what the hell are you doing? (laughs) It's amazing. Um, But yeah, look, St Kilda had... It is is the definition of robbery in a game of footy. Like, St Kilda won that game. 100 seconds left. I think it was a minute... And the way they the, the, the way they played in the last quarter, they were clearly the best team. They completely outmuscled Port, which they is had so on all top. They momentum. Finally, it was a very unsane Kilda performance as well because it was done through sort of guts yeah. and hard work. Yeah. That's not their really brand of football. Yeah. Oh, incredible! The thing about it though is that goal should never have happened. Like, and I'm not. I'm not. I've heard lots of people say, "Oh, if it had been paid deliberate, like it should have, they wouldn't have won." It's not that. It's if anyone had been standing in a remotely the right spot, Blake Eggers was in the right spot and then moved out yeah, of the right yeah. spot. I know. That I was know. like that's like, unconscionably bad. That is as bad a Focus mistake. Focus on as the positives, seen. mate. No. Robbie Gray was still awesome. No, I'm channeling <laughs> my inner footy classified. I'm going to focus on the negatives. <laughs> no, no. Like, oh. if someone is a metre closer to him coming at him, he doesn't make the distance. A guy touched the ball 30 centimetres over the line. It, it, it did not yes, need you're, much yes, you're right. to stop that goal happening. You are right. They, they blew it, but I, I feel a lot and, of sympathy. And that was the best thing Port could have done in that situation. There is no situation where Port execute that better to be able to kick a goal. Mm-hmm. And yet, St Kilda are 50% of the reason they scored that goal. Yeah. It is unbelievable. I know, you, you have to feel some sympathy for St Kilda. They, they oh, buried absolutely. the game. They'd, won, they'd done everything they needed to do. They'd won the game. Yeah. And then it just, yeah, it just went in one bad moment, really. Yeah, it's just, it kills their season too. And exactly, like, it was a massive game for them. It was, and it was such a. They were all, they were almost back as a proper bottom half of the eight contender, mm-hmm. and now they're not. And <laughs> yeah, seven seconds, which is about the t- period of time that passage of play took, yeah. has made them irrelevant, nearly. Mm-hmm. It's it's incredible. The rest of the game, the only thing I really took out of it is that Jake Car- Carlisle is uh, a lot better when he's playing loose and not on somebody he has to be accountable for. Yeah, okay. When he can zone off, he's really good. Yeah, He's largely like, played pretty well this year. He's yeah, had a very good year. It was a slow yeah. start, which was to be expected because yeah, he was coming was. back from the Struggled suspension. Struggled against us in round one. Yeah, but other than that Callum Sinclair game, which... Still, I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> How does that guy get eight shots on goal? Um, he's been fantastic with his sort of... It's the Hurley Rance role he's been playing. He's been playing it in a very, very good way. Mm-hmm. It's quite underrated by, I think, the general media because he's also had Robertson doing it. So Kilder have played a very zone defence because they've got the calibre of players to do it. And they've got guys like Nathan Brown to... Of, again, Richmond analogy, fill the like Asprey yeah, Grimes yeah, yeah, role yeah. and yeah. actually play the man on man stuff. But yep. Carlisle's done that very well. And yeah, he was incredible in the way his hands were phenomenal. Yeah. Well, fair enough. Yeah, the definition of a robbery this game. Tell you who was good. Declan Mountford, Scott. <laughs> Shut up, we're moving on, mate. There's other important stuff that happened. I'm really excited about the next results, so read it out. Bulldogs defeated Essendon by 30. I'm not. They've clicked, I'm mate. Not. It's happened. I'm, Haven't you been listening to the media? Not. It's finally they're happened. Wrong. They're going to win the flag now, Banjo. They are wrong. I've told you all year they're going to click at some point. They are it wrong. Happened. Essendon didn't play defence. Okay, here's the thing. Old Kerry Grammarian's third could have <laughs> thirds could have kicked 100 points on that Essendon defence. They turned the ball over like it was their designed tactic. It was unbelievable. They weren't that bad. Look, here's the int- this here's the thing for Essendon. Go heading into the game, there would have been a really weird dilemma for them. The Bulldogs, their problem all year has been 
if you slow the game down against them, they can't win. They can't score. They mm. can't go forward. Um, Essendon clearly play a also loose, can't go slow. <laughs> Essendon play a really mm. exciting, fast but loose style of footy. So the question for them is: Do we back ourselves in to keep playing the way we have and just think we'll beat the Bulldogs at that game, or do we change it the way we're playing? From a coaching standpoint, I a hundred percent understand that, and I, I I even get that they stuck with it the entire game because they were there the I entire agree. game and, and had times where they should. They, have they've the been way a better. Of... They've been a better team than the Bulldogs this year, so they would have backed themselves mm. to to have beaten them playing that style. And I can understand why why they did it, but. It did play into the dogs' end. That, that is exactly yeah. the sort of game Especially which the dogs Especially when play. the dogs had nobody that could come close to stopping Joe Danaher. A slower game plays into his strengths when there's exactly. nothing to worry about they, on that they have at the good, other end. They have good key position players. They mm. could handle that. The dogs have none. Mm. I mean, they had Cloak playing, but it, obviously... He kicked a good goal, though. He did. But no, he, he, didn't he didn't do play. anything he else. Did, he actually didn't do anything <laughs> else. Everyone's getting excited about him. But it just... That that style of game is exactly the style of game which the dogs would want to get back into form. There is no way mm. that that style that a good would be able side to play playing that unaccountable way. to them. Get guys like Johannesson going again. That's probably the biggest outcome for them in terms of the click. The they they clicked narrative. That's the only thing that I look at and go, yeah, that'll help. They also had uh, Bob spent quite a lot of time forward as well. But the two of them, Johannesson and Bob spent some yeah. time forward. And I think just working up the ground a little bit, their delivery into the 50 That's true. was a lot better. But again... I'm a bit soft on Bob. Not... I don't... He played well. He played pretty well. Some of his kicks and stuff, which not a lot of players can Yeah, play. that's true. But again, if you don't have an open forward line talk about with a team Wells. playing no defence... <laughs> You're an idiot. He uh, just if, brought up kicks that no one else could do. Yes, all right. But yeah, again, if you're playing against a team that actually has some defence, it's not as loose a game of footy. No, it'd be Bob a lot and more difficult. Joe Anderson aren't going to be hitting those incredible kicks. The, the fact 50. that this was reminiscent of Geelong the week before, not tagging Sloan. Why that there is a tactic against Johannesson that has worked without fail for two months? Just niggle him, well, annoy him. He takes it out of his game. I it think, gets in his. I head. think the thing which is different. He spent a lot of time forward, and I think that may have. Estimated. It doesn't matter. Horatio like looks like I, the kind of prick that would do that for fun. I know. You could. You, you, you absolutely Given could. Given that's how I think of Horatio. Why rest. don't I like Horatio? <laughs> he fits my wheelhouse. Don't you love Horatio? It's Brian's movie. fault. It's Brian's fault. And I don't like Essendon full stop, so that's fine. <laughs> when I watch Essendon, I passionately want them to lose. But whenever Tipper or Horatio get the ball, I get pretty excited. Mm. <laughs> Joe Danher is so annoyingly good. <laughs> I've been like he very slow. Straight, my God. He's he's been pretty good since he lost the game against Melbourne off his own boot. He's kicking. Um, yeah, he's been a he's, he's been pretty good. Um, but he's just unbelievable. I hate him. <laughs> like, he's such a modern day forward because he's so agile. But he's got he, a lot of those agile modern day forwards don't have the pair of hands that he's got. He's so good aerially that it's generally a case of one or the other. Even Buddy's a bit one or the other. Joe's yeah. just one. Not he's complete before it comes to kicking. Something else I've noticed that he does, which I, no other players do. Sometimes when he goes up from, it'll be in like a one on one contest. He'll go up for a mark and he'll stick his studs into an opposition player. Nah, lots of players do that. Tom Hawkins does that. Jared Waite does that. Someone did that. Not no, Toby, the same way. It wasn't Toby Green. He was a spend. Who did? Someone did it where they were coming from the side and he karate kicked them in the side and took the mark. It should have been a free I do, kick. Okay, well, the way he did, I think he's more flexible than most key forwards. Yeah, so that's true. He does it to a more extreme extent than anyone else. Yeah. So there were a couple of times where he just stuck his legs in. Like, it was basically putting like an arm out to hold someone off except with your leg. Mm. <laughs> and yeah, just ended up taking like an uncontested mark. He's really Yeah, and really it's, it's always... They never... Like, I think that's more dangerous than, and probably more illegal feeling than, like, a push in the back. Yet it never yeah. gets called. Well, it feels illegal, but, like, is there actually a rule against it? I, sure, I like, there... kicking? <laughs> like, I don't, it feels I don't like there should be. I don't think there is a rule against it. I mean, like, yeah, you're right. There should be. <laughs> reporting for Not striking. Not players almost. have been good enough to do it, I don't think. No. To actually it's a, I think it is a uh, tactic that's increasing in, sort of... So maybe the rule will come in shortly. No, I think the AFL likes it. Yeah, no one's gotten hurt yet. Yeah, when no, when Lindsay stuff. Thomas does that and uh, <laughs> kicks someone's leg clean off, that's when it'll that's <laughs> when it'll be the rule change. Lindsay Thomas rule. <laughs> That'd be five. Well, anyway, 
Ready to move on? Yeah, I'm moving on. This is my favourite game of the round. This yeah, was hilarious. It cheered me up a bit after the whole Saturday. It was perfect. Daniel Wells was great. Collingwood Misery. Adelaide were, like, good enough. <laughs> so, yeah, the draw. <laughs> no, Daniel Wells first. That's the real story. Gary Lyons uh, said that Daniel Wells cost Buckley his job. One, Buckley's not sacked yet. <laughs> and actually looking less he likely will. to get sacked. <laughs> nah, it's a little less... Like, the narrative... With Eddie... The way I look at it, Eddie doesn't want to sack him, and only will if he's forced to. The narrative on him in the media will determine that, and it's turning a bit. I still think he's going to get sacked. He should get sacked. We've said this before, most qualified coach to get sacked ever. I've enjoyed um, I've enjoyed the way we've been discussing this, where we've just been like, we told you he's going to get sacked at the end of the year, let's stop talking about it. No talking about it this week, let's move on. I'm getting worried that he's not going to get sacked, though. Which is like the opposite of the... Like, the normal sacking narrative. He's going to get unsacked, and it's going to be weird. Um, something which I'm not liking about all the discussion around him. I keep hearing this comment that you only sack a coach when he's lost the players, and Buckley hasn't lost the players, so you don't sack. Lepich him. didn't lose the players; he just couldn't coach. Well, well, I probably he did, did both. But, <laughs> but I, I feel like that comment is completely counterintuitive. I mean, if the players are putting in an, a, an effort, effort and, and you are still can't win, lose, that, that, that's a, that's fundamentally that's a coach worse. problem. I think I think it's that that's less shows... irid- no, it's not less irredeemable, but it's it's a bigger indictment on whether or not they can coach. Exactly. Whether or not exactly. you lose the players just means you might be a shit bloke. If the players aren't trying, then you could make a very strong argument that the players are just soft. They're and, just or it people. makes sense. You could that have a great not... coach. But... but also, if the players don't try, it makes sense that you'd lose. <laughs> yeah. If they're trying really hard, the only factor that could possibly mean. And, look, they are pretty good, but the only factor that's left is that he can't coach. They have a good list and a good list that tries. So why are they losing games? There's one answer exactly. here. Exactly. That, that, that's, um, that, that should be a reason why he should be sacked, because no. that the effort has been great it's all year. It's so annoying. Also, I kind of want him in the media. He seems like he'd be, like, a good voice. Almost another... I, I put him in the Gary Lyon type. He's good camp. in the media. That's the best thing he does as a coach. Well, that's probably why he still has a job. Hmm. That nitty. Yeah, that but anyway, back to Daniel Wells. <laughs> Not back to Daniel Wells. I want to talk. Oh, about- no, I want to say one last thing on Daniel Wells. <laughs> Just say one thing on Daniel Wells. <laughs> People are acting like that's the best game he's ever played. It's not. This is a fallacy. He's been a star for years. He's been just as good. It if was not up. better at North. It, it, it was a fantastic <laughs> game. He's been just as good at North. And it is just a sign of the bias of the media that he's only getting recognised for it now when he doesn't have calf muscle anymore. It was it was still a mistake giving him a three-year contract. Oh, it's going to suck in two years. <laughs> it, does, it doesn't make sense. I'm kind of happy with the kid um, we got as well. Can I say, my on Adelaide, my comments a couple of weeks ago of if you beat them in the midfield, it doesn't doesn't completely destroy them. They can still win the game. Does this sum it up more than anything ever? They got utterly flogged in the middle. They but lost the contested half, possessions they, by 50. Yeah, the, they lost but, the they, but that, was, that was in the first half, pretty much. The second half, they split it, and that was where it came to show. So the, they did get smashed, and that was when they got down by 50. The way, the way Adelaide got back into it was some of the best ball use you will ever see. And one of the things about that game was the first half, Adelaide were not clean, which is the only time I've... Even when they got flogged by North, they were clean. It was just we didn't allow them to get clean. When they lost to you, they were clean. You just didn't allow them to be clean. You stopped the opportunities. You sucked the life out of them. Hmm. Collingwood were just capitalising on a sloppy Adelaide, which just hasn't happened before. But but after half-time... It was some oh, of yeah, the uh, cleanest football you will ever see. Yeah, they in the, in the is, third uh, quarter, the, the stats going around. They had eleven inside fifties mm-hmm. with seven goals straight. Like it, yeah. do, it doesn't get better than that. No. Adelaide, the way that they can pick like a, a five meter pocket of space in the middle of a team zone and hit someone on the chest, they have a lot of players who can do that. Most teams have one or two. Yeah, they do it regularly. The linchpin of that <laughs> pun is Tom Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Divinit didn't even mean to do it. You're um, <laughs> I've lost the point. Anyway, we'll move on. <laughs> Got too excited. The thing you see with it, they have a lot of players who load up for that big kick and then they do the thing where they, they do it the at the last minute and hit someone on the chest. They do it's, the... it's impressive. And they do that so often against It's like the clever small... It's the clever high half forward kick. It's like the Steve Johnson, Brent Harvey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To say. Uh, not that Brent Harvey, kick. but Steve Johnson. Yeah, I can say that. Brent Harvey is the greatest kick inside 50 of all time. He's also the biggest flog of all time. Irrelevant. 
<laughs> also, he's not. Um, but yeah, do you have any more thoughts? Although, apparently Mitch McCubbin's been offered $750,000 a year by Frio. Yeah, that's too much money. But, gee, it was a good he's mark. Pretty, he's pretty good, though. <laughs> how, how excited was that mark, though? Like... How funny was it watching him before he could How funny was it watching him sprint back, being yeah. like, "Right, I got to get through yeah, it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna kick after the siren. Yeah. It's good on him. It's I do like him. I do like him. But yeah, let's move on. Time for everybody's actual favorite segment: the top five. Top We're doing five. in honor of uh, the retirement of Nick Rewell. Yep. We thought we'd take a more positive approach to reflecting <laughs> on his career than we did with Luke Hodge, where I just shat on him for half an hour. <laughs> Instead, we're just going to rank the top five key forwards since 2000, generally. Um, so we're talking not it's drafted fairly, since 2000. No. They've played good footy since 2000. Yeah. yeah, and they have to have had pretty much their prime in yeah. that era. Yeah. So uh, take it away, Scott. Well, I did, look, I, I had six names which I got written down, so I'm just going to give the honourable mention quickly. My sixth, I had Richo. Yeah, um, he is an honourable mention. Yeah, I like it, it felt a bit stiff. It is a bit it, weird, yeah. though, that... To my memory, the best season he had was when he played on the wing. But you know, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's to our memory. I really well. wish he, I really wish he'd won a brown like that year. It would have been so good. Yeah, but Cooney was good fun in his speech. That's, that's true. That's true. Weird. I forgot it was. But that. five, I'm actually, I'm going very well. <laughs> yeah, I've got him a bit higher. I've got a fair bit I, higher. I feel I had. Don't think I've watched as many games. Of Revolt as I have for the other guys I have in my list, where I felt like the game has been won single-handedly off the back of Revolt. That, that's, that was the thing which sets it apart for me. Um, his longevity has been terrific. Yeah. He's been a great, great player, very admirable player, one of the hardest working players you'll ever see play the game. Um, but I just I haven't seen him completely dominate games in the same I way. I get what you're others. saying because he's not been the big bag key forward that others have. And But I look at it the way I look at sort of an excellent three-point shooter in basketball. The way he can lead, the leading patterns he runs, the way he can move around the ground, opens up so many avenues for St. Gilda to attack over his career that there's almost an intrinsic value that he brings outside of his personal performance. It's a bit like, I'll get to this, Jonathan Brown's leadership. There's something extra that Rewalt offers, so I've ranked him a bit higher, and he's just fantastic. I think I think you'd have to say he's probably the hardest working key forward we've probably ever seen. Yeah, well, definitely us too. <laughs> yeah, but before that, key forwards would have been just standing on the square. Oh, centre half forwards are different, and he is a traditional centre half forward. He is, um, which is but, one of the other reasons he's a bit different on the sort of bags of goals scale than others. A lot of people can learn a lot from Rewalt. Yeah, um, but yeah, number five for me. Who's your five? I had Pav. Um, yeah, I've got him a bit higher. But I'm a massive Pav. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, this is probably showing both our bias. I just didn't watch him enough to appreciate him fully. I completely understand. Well, I did because I love. I <laughs> didn't grow up with Fox and Freo were just on Fox all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, seven All Australians speak for himself in all different positions. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Didn't he have one in the midfield nearly or something? Yeah, I think so. And there, there was a long period where he played largely as a forward and didn't chop into the midfield yeah. and dominate in the yeah. midfield. He's he's a very just dynamic, just star of a player. He's just led that club for yeah. a lot of years. A, a, a tough club to lead. Um, yeah, a club that didn't, didn't really job. have much support when he started doing it. They were a much better institution when he left. And I think that speaks really highly to him. I just, again, didn't watch him enough to... Have a full opinion. So, yeah, on him. I watch more Freo than most Melbourne footballs and football watches. And yeah, I just love them. Love them. Yeah, you needed a second team to speed the misery of Melbourne. Exactly when right. You picked Freo. Spot on. <laughs> I do like them though. Uh, number four. I I've when gone... uh, Melbourne lost seventeen dabs in a row. Shut up. Four. <laughs> I've gone with uh, John O'Brown. Um, John yeah, again, is... I've got him higher. Yes. Now his stats. Don't quite tell the story of how good he, he oh, was. Absolutely. It, is, it was about the leadership, the presence that he gave, just made everyone else that he was playing with better footballers. Yeah, I spoke about, just before with Rewalt, there was something outside of what he did on the field. That's not the right way to say it. Field, but yeah. the way he sort of impacted the game statistically, the more than the amount of kicks he got. He made Brisbane walk taller. His influence on that early uh, Brisbane side is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. The fact he was a kid, a baby when that happened, and he, and he already, still yeah, was making everybody walk taller. There was Voss, but like there, there, there was Brown right behind him at the same level of physicality. Yeah. And look, he was being a, built like a brick shit house his entire life. But AFL is a man's game. We've seen that. There are so many times where the physically dominant team has been what sets them apart. That's what makes Sydney great. 
the physicality of guys like Josh Kennedy. That's what made Hawthorne yeah. good, was they were a bunch of dicks. Yeah. <laughs> As were Brisbane. Yeah. But Brisbane at their best were complete dicks. Yeah. <laughs> and Brown led but the way. But he was such a big part of that. And yeah. It's that's... his character that makes him so And good. look, he's been crawled by injury more than the others in this. But I think yeah. at his peak, he was just unbelievable. Yeah. Again, I had him higher than you. But he made them walk taller. He had the peak. I'm just... Mm-hmm. I love Ben, ben Brown. I love John <laughs> Brown. <laughs> I love, still love Ben Brown. You love both the Browns. Uh, who is your four? Yeah, I had Lloyd. Yeah, now I actually have Lloyd like significantly higher. Significantly like, higher? I, no, I have him at two. Okay. Um, Way to spoil it. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't give away the spoiler. Pav's at three, just to give away the spoiler. Why do we ever bother ordering it, Scott? Um, kick more goals than most of them. More than any, any of them, I believe. Um, yeah, yeah, he's still ahead of he was, everybody in this list. He's just a classic full forward. Yes. Yeah. Well, we've had the classic centre-half forward in Brown. He's the classic full forward. Like... They play completely different styles and are both supremely good at it. Lloyd, Extremely good kick for goal. Just yeah, which, did a week in, week out. Being a good kick for goal is still such an underrated part of football. Hmm. Like, he Lloyd was just did everything you needed to do well. He was fantastic on the lead. His ability to generate space, the quickness like off a couple of steps, and his timing with lead, those he leads. Was, he was unstoppable. Yeah, and that's... When I think about uh, key forwards, that's an underrated. I think that's an underrated aspect of the game because being able to create space—that's what makes Josh Kennedy great. The way he can yeah. create space for himself, it doesn't look difficult, which I think means a lot of people. It's not the high fly marks. Lloyd took those. Lloyd kicked some fantastic goals. That backhill goal, well, he carried on like a toss bag afterwards. <laughs> was a great goal. Oh, it, it was not goal of the year, but it was a good goal. There's no way that was goal of the year. <laughs> I could do that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we are getting a video of you doing that. We are gonna yeah, yeah we'll make a first that. ever play. Anyway, who have you got? Uh, no, sorry, did you just gave him at four, didn't you? Yeah. So I'm on to my three, which is Pav. Um, as I really yeah, have anything more to no, we've talked, say about him. We've talked enough. Oh about well, then Pav. I've got Brown. You've got Brown <laughs> at three. About... I've got Lloyd at two. I've got Revolt at two. We both got Buddy at one. <laughs> He's incredible. He is so dynamic. I said this before. I definitely undervalue key forwards that aren't as good overhead. He's so good that I am undervaluing him, and it still doesn't matter. He's been the best key forward of the. He'll generation. clearly kick more goals than any of them by the time he's finished his career. He's still got like five years left on the contract or yeah. something. Like, and I, I, like, he's I, th- not I think really he'll last sl- the contract. He's not really slowing down. Yep. He's so athletically superior to. Pretty much everybody. Impacts the game in a way no other player ever has. He has about as big a floor as you can have as a key forward, not having great hands overhead. And he's still the greatest. He's almost unstoppable one on one. Yeah. He's got. He, he actually Absolute plays freak. a key forward the same way so Dustin Martin does when he plays key forward. He's yeah. just so he's physically exactly imposing and he overwhelms it. Except Dustin Martin's doing against overmatched small defenders that aren't used to. Yeah. He's doing it against the biggest bodies in the game like that is phenomenal in an era where the athletes are better the training is better like everybody is stronger what he does to them it still doesn't matter I don't think we'll see any player like Buddy Franklin ever again yeah it's like we've got a really weird facsimile of it in Cameron but it's like the light version it's it's not it's not but I I literally mean light it's without the strength yeah um and I think he'll nearly be as close as he'll get, really. Yeah. And he, in terms of the he's, he's a fair way he plays, still. he's yeah. way off it. But anyway, moving on. Let's get to the questions. You sounded like you got fed up with that, Scott. No, no, it was a good top five. It's just, let's make sure that we get, get this pod done in, in good time. We don't want to make... Want to go home, Scott. We don't want everyone to sit here listening for three hours. I've got I've got a word that makes some people's vacuuming a more pleasant experience. So, you know, cleaner house is a better yes, house. Yes, all right, Banjo. Ask your questions. <laughs> What's the deal with Ablett is the first up. Uh, is it age or does he just not want to travel? Is he cracking the shits at Gold Coast? What's he doing? I think he has a hamstring injury. I think he'll find. <laughs> I believe the story. I think he's got... It's quite possible you can have hamstring tightness that's just keep Old people bugging. do get soft tissue injuries. I think, I think it's very, And he's very not possible. been exactly injury-free for the last few years. Yeah. I think it's a mix, though. I don't think he wants to be there. I think if it's 
He plays so well when he plays. He has to care of him. I know, but I think he does. Like this has come up. This has been hypothesized before me, but I think if he's not, if he's even a little bit off, he just doesn't care enough to will himself over that line at the Gold Coast. He's just been such a proud professional footballer. Do you really think he's got to this point and said, I don't care enough about AFL football to be bothered travelling? I think he was playing for the Geelong, he would be travelling. No, I, I disagree with you. I just don't think that is any in any way the ablet which we've known for however many years. I, I, think, I think he has an injury. Like I said, I think it's a bit of both. I don't think... I think there's injuries he's got he could play through and he's not willing to. But you don't... You don't want to push a hamstring or it will go. Look, it's a complete guess and it's probably defamatory, but that's how it feels good. Uh, well, I mean, a lot of people are saying the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'll always stick up for Gaz. Okay. We've got next from David Payne. Should being suspended really stop you from winning the round low or should there be a punishment similar to the NRL? You what's, know the, what's the NRL? We don't know. Don't know. It's a good thing this is an NRL podcast. I think it's you're just ineligible for votes or something for a period of time. That was what Steve Johnson said. Maybe that's it. I like the fairest. So I, do I. I, I think it's a, a nice, u- unique part part of the, our most important uh, award in the game, and I think it's a. I think I think it's a very nice thing to have in there, and I think it, I think it's quite an important part of the Brownlow Medal, and it's what's made one of the things that's made the Brownlow Medal so prestigious. Yeah, I think what people are annoyed at is the idea of oh, he shouldn't that shouldn't rule him out of a Brownlow. But sure. like, I hate this idea that who you are affects your sentence. Oh, like I despise that. I absolutely hate that. Uh, oh, he's only been fined once for running into an umpire. That makes him less deserving of being suspended for that incident. No. I really, really detest the uh, overloading for repeat offenders in the AFL because what it is is a tacit uh, underloading for people that haven't offended. It means people that are doing the exact same action are getting different punishments. And in the AFL, where it is not malicious 90% of the time, like there's the out-and-out cases of Basher Hooley, uh, Tom Bug, where it's just like... That's terrible and disgusting and shouldn't be an act. And I'm more willing to concede something like that, a loading for that. But when it's just football acts, and I, I just don't like the overloading for it. it. It was funny how a few weeks ago everyone was getting really upset that they were using character references and taking into account Batchelor. And now character. they just wanted They're to do saying, it again. Because Dangerfield's a love player in the game, he shouldn't be suspended. For this. Exact that, same that, thing. That's, that's a character shock, reference. Ad, absolutely shocking. There's no way that that would be taken. He should have been account. suspended for his I'm, sense of humour before this anyway. I feel I feel <laughs> sorry for Paddy. I, I think I think it's quite sad that he's been relaxed for the Brownlow based on this, which was a it was a footballing action. It wasn't malicious at all. I still think it was worth the week. I, I I think it's the right thing that he shouldn't win the Brownlow for it. Yeah. He, he, he did something which is outside of the rules of the game and therefore he's not one of the fairest players. Exactly. And it's not like there's no precedent for that tackle ruling you out. Oh, People absolutely. are showing Burgoyne's tackle that he got off for, but the kid guy wasn't concussed. Yeah. And as long as the AFL takes results into account, you have to take them into account. You can't I stop think, doing I think it. good on them for being brave enough to make the call. I agree. Uh, next up, we've got, should tanking be allowed from Maxi Zadnik? <laughs> it is. I think that's what you say. Like I, It shouldn't be. Like it's, it's not a good thing. To the level that you did it, No. But there's no longer the dramatic incentives to, like, the fourth win. The, pri- the priority, yeah, priority pick yeah, win. Yeah. Like, there's no longer that. And from there, I just don't really care, I would guess. Like, I don't, yeah, it doesn't bother me as much as it bothers a lot of people. Like, even if North had have been tanking, which I think we fairly conclusively proved we weren't, um, I wouldn't have cared. Yeah, well, I would have, I would have cared that I probably would have had to cop shit from you but that would be about now, well, I'm, I, I would be upset if Melbourne were tanking because I've seen how bad impact yeah. it can have in your club but it's not so much from a, a principal point of view like, yeah. I support a tanking you, at the time you think it's a bad decision because yeah. you think the merits of it aren't there not yeah. that it's morally yeah. wrong exactly but like I mean the, the AFL can't say yeah that's fine like they, they've got to have some sort I mean, of a hard for all intents and purposes did with what they punished you with they fined us like half a mil, didn't they? 
Yeah. They found us not guilty. In... Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> that, 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 that is the dumbest thing the AFL have ever done. They found yeah. us not guilty in finals. I'm pretty sure it was half a mil. It was a huge amount, but... Uh, <laughs> that made no sense. They didn't take draft picks or anything. No, I don't, you can't accept tanking, but, like, yeah, I don't... Mm. Have, I'm not massively against it. But... No. I think they're... Yeah. I've, let's move. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> is the floating fixture for round 23 still necessary, given there's a buy afterwards? I think the answer to this is no. Isn't the point of the floating fixture to face to get better crowds and better viewing for the big games? No, it was to get people make sure all the finals teams had the extra day rest. They say that. They say that. It's clearly for billing. Yeah, it's clearly true. for commercial purposes. But like, it's just a waste of time, and they've done it poorly this year. I don't. I've looked at the fixture. Why have yeah, Brisbane but, on North on a Saturday? No, but we were looking at it. It's it's hard to move it around because you can't have two games at a G. On well, the that's G just poor fixturing from like the that. outset. Yeah, probably. But um, like, although I, I looked at it and thought a lot of this doesn't make sense, but when you actually they, they didn't have a lot of options as to where to put them. That's just poor. Yeah, scheduling, poor flexibility. This is why they maybe this is why Leftland got sacked because I think their fixture was his job, not the affair. <laughs> Would anyone get upset? If the AFL came out and said we do the floating fixture for the purposes of, getting I think the more question would be why don't you do it earlier? Like why can't you remove Carlton Brisbane from Friday night? Because you're giving Carlton seven Friday night games like they did a couple of years ago when they were terrible. No, but for all they know, at the start of the season, Brisbane and Carlton could become amazing. Yeah, but why don't you have a floating fixture that you can remove it then? Why don't you have the flexibility to do that? Oh, so so you think they should have the fixture down and then have the option? I'm just really change. bitter about Carlton getting all those Friday night games that year. <laughs> I don't know. I, like, I, I, it, it doesn't. Although it I, I, I think it's Friday fair night. enough having the floating fixture. I think it's for commercial reasons, and that's fine. You don't care? No, nah, like, I, I think that makes good I sense. I feel like we should try and pretend we're a bit more passionate about these questions. <laughs> uh, and I'm happy with on a Saturday afternoon the day, so yeah, yeah. I'm not complaining. Finally, from submitted by... Uh, an anonymous person called Rory. Uh, who's going to win the common? <laughs> Not Ben Brown. That's all I really care I about. I think it will be Ben Brown. No, he's a decent chance because for the last four weeks, we haven't kicked it to anybody else inside 50. <laughs> what is it? Danaher's leading now, isn't he? Two goals ahead of yeah. uh, Brown, Brown and, Buddy. and Buddy. Yeah. And then two more back to Kennedy. Okay. Well, <laughs> Kennedy's... I, I'm going to say Kennedy's going to win it. It is very tough to He kick. kicks more bags. I reckon Kennedy will win it. Buddy, I think, is... The one I'd rule out because his form hasn't been great the last few weeks. But he's buddy, so... <laughs> yeah, so he might just kick three every week and get there. Yeah, exactly. I like Ben Brown, of course. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Kennedy. Anyway, let's do our tips. Anyway, first up, Geelong, Sydney. No Dangerfield and possibly no Kennedy. Who you yeah, it, look, it's in Geelong. I'm going to go Geelong. I'm going to go But Sydney. I'm not confident at all. That's bad, 50-50. Yeah, I agree. I'll yeah. go Sydney because I think... Dangerfield is a bigger out than Selwood was when he didn't play. Yep. I think the yeah, on-field vacancy is bigger than the leadership vacancy. GWS Melbourne, you're confident. Yep, Melbourne will win. We're, we're good after a loss and we win weirdly good on the road. You're betting me a beer on it again? I don't want to take that bet. So yeah, bad. we can do that. <laughs> I don't want to take that bet. Who will you tip it? I'll tip GWS. Ah, flog. I don't feel confident. You don't have Hogan. Maybe that'll do something. Nah, Essendon Carlton. Essendon. Yeah, Carlton will be terrible for the yeah. last Although two I months. give him a sneaky chance, but yeah. It's a That's real good. stylistic difference. It's a team that doesn't want yeah. to play defense and a team, team that doesn't want to play defense. Only plays defense, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Brisbane Bulldogs. Big game for the Doggies. They, they should win it. Yeah, this is not a danger game, but it it's, is, it's, it's it is an inexcusable game. loss if yeah. they lose. Yeah. Uh, North Collingwood. Collingwood. Uh, I don't... Kind of hope Collingwood win. <laughs> Were you in any way upset that you beat us? For no, thinking reasons? No, no. I care yeah. too much about... about beating Melbourne. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, but, like, if we'd beaten Frio... Well, yeah, if we'd beaten yeah. Frio, I would have been all right, annoyed. All right, all right, all right. Uh, yeah, but we're a decent chance. I'll tip Collingwood, but we're okay. a you are, very you are solid a chance. chance. Uh, Frio, Gold Coast. Frio. 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 Frio in Perth. <sighs> yeah, because Abler won't be there, Frio. Uh, St Kilda, St Kilda, West Coast, big game, big game. Uh, I'm going to go St Kilda. Actually, no, I'm going to change my mind on that. No, West Coast. I'll go St Kilda. I'm going to go West Coast. I reckon St Kilda will be a bit gutted after last week. No, nah, they're going to live for real. Big tough game. That's what's going to happen. They'll live for real. 
Uh, Richmond Hawthorne. Uh, this is a real danger that's a game big, yeah. for Richmond. Richmond. The only way... I'm going to say Richmond. I'm going Not confident. The only way Richmond don't make top four is they drop stupid games like this. Yeah. They should they make a better side. Hawthorne playing bloody or good footy. It's a big game. It's a very big game, but like there's a realistic chance that Hawthorne win this, which is how it's a danger game. Not like Brisbane Bulldogs. Yeah. Which is just Richmond. you fear-mongering. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the showdown. Massive game. Look, I'm going to tip Adelaide, but I'm giving Port every chance. Yeah, well, 17 points the first time they met this season. It's it's in, it's the most important game for Port this year, I think. Yeah, they need a good win, and you never know what happens in showdowns. Like, yeah, they're so unpredictable. And if they get this win, their top four chances skyrocket. Yeah, if they lose, it nearly rules them out. They put some two games behind Richmond. They have every chance of winning it, but I think you have to tip Adelaide. Yeah, you do. Hopefully McGovern takes another screamer to win the game. That would be good. Anyway, thanks for listening to the 50th ever Plebs on Footy podcast. I can't believe we didn't mention that more. I was too busy talking about North Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for making it through. Uh, give us a like on Facebook. Give us a share on Facebook, maybe. Scott's the only one been doing it recently because I've been hacking his Facebook yeah, every time. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, give us an iTunes review. That's possible. I think I've reviewed it and my brother's reviewed it, so we'd appreciate We're some of those. We're doing quite well and five stars. Yeah, our average is through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening.